Let's go through all the reasons the fake news are full of shift, and also the Clintons are under investigation, by the way. Q was right the entire time about almost everything, and all the other reasons that we're winning. Here we go, diving right in. Welcome back, my friend. This is Dustin Nemos of Nemos News. Are you tired of companies that hate America? We are. Are you looking to do your shopping without supporting companies that don't share your values? Shop Patriot. Check out our huge selection of goods at shopmagazon.com and experience a true marketplace of patriots supporting patriots. While Etsy is bailing out Antifa, Magazon is creating opportunities for patriots to take their business online through our network of patriot consumers. There's something for everyone at Magazon. Shop Patriot today. www.shopmagazon.com. Link in description. Nemosnewsnetwork.com. Breaking the cycle of fake news. Uh, Trump to nominate Judge Amy Coney Barrett to Supreme Court. Basically, this is the left's worst fear. A religious diehard who will honor the, the bench and will honor the Constitution, but will do so from a lens of morality that is set in, in a, you know, the best way to describe it, it's hard for me to, to put this into words in a short talk, but I believe that there is an advantage uh, that religious people have over atheists. I'm sorry about all the background noise right now. There's um, things happening. Kids are crying. It's breakfast time. All that's going on. But um, my, my point here is simply that if you're an atheist, and I used to be an atheist when I started researching all this stuff, and, and I kind of came to God by finding his enemies first, right? I, I started to research the Clintons and all these evildoers, and, and it was a long story. But I think that as an atheist, you don't have the sort of moral anchor most of the time that a Christian would because they have something that's kind of anchored to a, a, a set of principles that's fairly resistant to time versus atheists, which, you know, our moralities can be strong. I was a very moral person before becoming religious, but uh, those things are subject to change fluidly. And you're seeing that happen right now kind of with the atheist left. Their morals have flipped completely into violence in just a couple of years, right? So, so you don't see that with Christians or, or even with religious groups sometimes who have a, a strong anchor point to their morals. You won't see them, for example, start to deny freedom of speech as much because they've understood that and that's part of their culture. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel like morality in some ways stems from um, your, your belief system, obviously. And if it's a religious belief system, then there's a higher power kind of holding you accountable to that anchor. Atheists, sometimes they have to be their own anchor, and that's not an easy thing to do. So this is going to be a powerful change, and I'm hoping we can undo Roe v. Wade and stop murdering babies. And that's just the beginning. Of course, the left already wants um, term limits for the Supreme Court. They want to stack the court with new judges and, and have 30 of them in there. I don't know what... So Ron Paul apparently had a stroke during a live stream, and he said, I'm doing fine from the hospital later. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Ron Paul is one of my heroes. Uh, before President Trump ever even hit my radar, Ron Paul was already fighting the good fight and losing elections to election fraud. Okay, he, he massively had the popular vote. He was getting rallies kind of like a Trump is now, but he was uh, still losing in, in every other way because it was a, a rigged election, of course. 
So here we have Joe Biden calling the troops stupid bastards. I put this clip up earlier so it could go more viral on its own. It, it's not going to go viral mixed in with all the other news we have here. But uh, some people are leaving comments like, you clickbaited us, Dustin. He didn't say that. And he did. It's really hard to hear. So I'm going to play it for you again here. And two, I appointed Johnson to the academy. I want you to know that. That's why it's hard to hear. They're clapping. He says, clap for that, you stupid bastards. Right there. Here it goes. Watch his mouth, especially. Wow. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. Now that is Joe Biden talking to our troops. How many military votes do you think he's going to get? Just those Marxist idiots from West Point. Now, China will, quote, definitely start a just war, end quote. This is from China Media, which is basically uh, China's government's mouthpiece. You know, they're not going to run something like that unless it was approved. So uh, we can definitely see this as a threat from China to create a war. And this is over U.S. troops potentially returning to Taiwan. So this isn't something we're planning to do necessarily right now. We're just kind of protecting Taiwan. But um, there was a military review in the Professional Journal of the U.S. Army called Deterring the Dragon. This is one captain's opinion. However, China might not see it that way. They may see it as a veiled threat sort of from the U.S. government itself. So either way, um, it, it is getting very tense over there, folks. And they are openly threatening war with us now. I've talked about this for a while. Trade war, currency war tense hostilities over uh, secessionist Taiwan, at least that's how China sees it. In fact, Taiwan left China a long time ago. And actually, Taiwan is kind of the legitimate government of, of all of uh, China. Uh, the communist revolutionaries that took power and took the mainland, kicked them out, and they fled under Shanghai Shek. But that's what China could have looked like if it had been allowed to become a democracy. So we also have the Clinton Foundation is under criminal investigation now. Uh, this is also going on under U.S. Attorney John Durham. So we actually learned of this recently from um, uh, Papadopoulos himself on Twitter. And then we have Dr. Atlas breaking down the real COVID-19 numbers and rebuking the CDC director, Dr. Redfield, on his scare tactics. The CDC director is the same idiot that thinks that the masks are better than the vaccines, even though none of them work, um, and both of them will kill you or could kill you. Uh, people that are wearing these masks are getting sick. They're getting Legionnaire's disease. They're getting uh, low oxygen. It's putting them into uh, a lowered immune system state because you're having the fight or flight response. You're, you're activating things you don't want to activate in your body because you're not getting enough oxygen. That's going to decrease your immune system. Uh, it's going to spike your, your stress cortisol, and it's going to do a lot of other bad things to you. So the masks are to help encourage the spread of the virus, really. That's what they're doing, and that's why they're trying to force it on all of us. So, uh, or at least partly. They want the submission, too, of course. Here he is. 
policy. You had 60,000 cases yesterday. Do you have any sense, or does the task force have any sense of what is driving that? That's the highest level in six weeks. Why are we still seeing cases at this level? Yeah, well, I mean, there, there are several things to look at, but the case metric is not the most important metric. The most important metric are the following. Hospitalizations per day are coming down. Deaths per day are coming down. Number of people in the hospital is 47% lower than it was since its peak. The number of people sick with COVID illness coming to the emergency room is 1.6%, as the president said, the lowest number since the pandemic began. All of these trends are positive. The cases per se are defined by tests. If I tested a million people, I would see more cases. The only thing that counts are the, the, the problems with the cases. So when we see that hospitalizations per day are coming down, people are not dying as much. These are all very positive trends, and that's exactly what we want to see. No, I saw the story in uh, really a, a super journalism story. Uh, Dr. Burks speaks for herself, but that, that's a completely false story, and she denied it today. So, it's, been, I mean, it's completely it's false. It's been seven, it's been seven when do you expect a vaccine? Yeah, so this is a, a very important uh, question. The, the vaccine is proceeding uh, at an extremely rapid pace, as we know. Everything's being done simultaneously so that the logistics and the uh, technology in place to deliver it is ready to go, as everyone knows. And it depends on the data, okay? The, the data is being monitored by an external group of experts called the Data Safety Monitoring Board. And when we have enough cases, that when they see enough cases, that have shown a statistically significant difference, they will tell the company, and then the company will say, look at it and say, yes, we have it, and we think that that has a good chance of happening in October. It's kind of set, just a quick follow, you did say that last week in this room, pretty much the same thing, but you said it could it's be. It's the truth, that's yeah, why. I understand, but I, I want to clear it up because you said it could be as late as January, it could be after the election, that there's no clear cut time, and that's what I want to make sure that, that you're saying. This, this that is now. the current thinking. Uh, that I have been told. I'm not in charge of the vaccine development. I'm relaying information. And what I've been told is exactly what I said, and there will be 100 million plus doses available by the end of this year. It is highly likely we will have a vaccine before the end of the year. And it is also likely that we will say the data is good, we have the vaccine, and then it will be submitted, of course, for approval and authorization sometime in October, but it depends on the on the data. No one can really say with certainty when it's coming. That's just impossible. I don't see the data until the data happens. Dr. Alex? Dr. Yes. Dr. Redfield today said that more than 90% of the population remains susceptible to coronavirus. Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I think that Dr. Redfield uh, misstated something there. And the so re misstated last time and I'm going to answer your question if you let me finish. Uh, the, the data on susceptible that he was talking about was his uh, surveillance data that showed that roughly 9% of the country has antibodies. But when you look at the CDC data state by state, much of that data is old. Some of it goes back to March or April before many of these states had the cases. That's point number one. Point number two is that the immunity to the infection is not solely determined by the percent of people who have antibodies. If you look at the research, and there's been about 24 papers at least on the immunity from T cells, that's a 
different type of immunity than antibodies. And without being boring, the reality is that according to the papers from Sweden, Singapore, and elsewhere, there is cross immunity, highly likely, from other infections, and there is also T cell immunity. And the combination of those makes the antibodies a small fraction of the people that have immunity. So the answer is no, it is not 90% of people that are susceptible to the infection. So I guess my question is, for I'm not a doctor, I defer to your expertise on this and to his, but so Americans hear one thing from the CDC director and another thing from you, who are we to, to believe? You're supposed to believe the science, and I'm telling you the science. So he's that's not it. telling us science. I'm telling you the science, and that's the answer. And if you want to look up all the data you're free to, you can also talk to the following epidemiologists. I guess, why is he still going out before Congress and speaking if you say he's misstated today and the yeah. president said he misstated last time? Americans are looking for the best information right there. Yeah, and I'm giving you the best information, and it's confirmed by people like Martin Koldorf, who's a Harvard epidemiologist at Harvard so Medical have, School. Let me finish, please. please, please. Jay Bhattacharya and Johnny Anides, both epidemiologists at Stanford, uh, Professor Gupta, University of Oxford, these are people who know the latest data on the immunology and what's happening, and I just recited it to you. I'm going to give Scott a little time off. I'm just going to give Scott a little time off. Pretty fiery uh, questions. They're really trying to set it up, but ask yourself two questions. One, how is uh, a, a Dr. Fauci or a Dr. Redfield able to actually stand and debate you're seeing you're seeing it now like who do we believe you're both saying different things he's listing the science they're giving you dogma and and fake studies and, and rigged statistics so it that's when the lie breaks down okay he is not being censored like we are okay he is in the white house he will be able to get the debate heard and when the debate is heard by the people everyone will know who's right Okay, now, of course, they have to suppress us online to keep us from engaging in the debate at all because they can't win it. That is why QAnon is being censored, really. So the second question, why did President Trump wait so long to bring a Dr. Atlas on? Why let Fauci and Redfield and, and Burks all have the uh, monopoly of public medical trust for so long? Well, this brings it back to what Q has said. Sometimes you have to show people. We let the Democrats pull off COVID so the whole world would find out just how evil they are. This is the great awakening, folks. It is happening. It is quicker than ever. So continuing from there, we have uh, Biden's wife, Jill, participating in a uh, Richmond, Virginia mayor, uh, or sorry, Richmond, Virginia parade with a mayor. Uh, and even though the mayor was there, it was a total flop. Here's a video.
maybe that's the end of it. Anyway, it wasn't very impressive. We they're just standing on the side of the road. Uh, I hope their legs hurt. Anyway, it was that mean of me. I think they deserve it. Dirty cop Chris Ray at the FBI says he has seen no evidence of voter fraud. Has no problem with illegal ballot harvesting by the Democrats to steal the election. And Mark Meadows challenges him on this. Let's find the video. As we as as Ben Tracy pointed out in the piece, your own FBI director says he has seen no evidence of of widespread of voter fraud by mail or otherwise. Well, with all due respect to Director Ray, he has a hard time finding emails in, in his own FBI, uh, let alone uh, figuring out whether there's any kind of voter fraud. This is a very different case. The rules are being changed. And so what, I, what I'm suggesting is perhaps he can drill down on the investigation that just started. Others that we're seeing uh, in North Carolina and other places where multiple ballots, duplicate ballots are being sent out. Perhaps he needs to get involved on the ground and he would change his testimony on Capitol Hill. (laughs) Or perhaps he's just corrupt. Now, we have President Trump to nominate Amy Coney Barrett to replace Ginsburg Ginsburg, on the Supreme Court. Now, this is a major win. This is basically public enemy number one of the left right now after Trump and Q, I guess, because she is a Catholic, she's religious, and she is pro-life. We could actually undo the sacrament of the left, which is abortion on demand, taxpayer-funded abortion on demand, shout your abortion proudly. That stuff has to stop. And I think we might actually see in our lifetimes the reversal of Roe v. Wade. Wouldn't that be incredible? Now, continuing, and who knows what else is going to be brought to the Supreme Court, including the election. We also have General Flynn's family releasing a statement after more documents uncovered proving General Flynn's innocence and the deep state's efforts to crush him and President Trump. Here we go. I'm going to try to blow it up so that you can read it. Abusive, intentional, lawless actions committed against the Republic, the President of the U.S., Donald John Trump, and his NSA director and our brother, General Mike Flynn by a vile cabal of thugs in the FBI, DOJ, and Special Counsel's Office threatened the national security of our country and all Americans. Evidence of massive corruption by the Obama-Biden administration pour from the pages of documents just released, exposing the secret plot to manufacture a crime to silence and destroy General Flynn. In their own word, the FBI agents thought would never be disclosed. Text messages reveal a concerted attempt to subvert a duly elected president and the U.S. government and to destroy the life of an honorable man. The targeting of General Flynn is hard, fast, and pronounced in the release of FBI agent William Barnett's 302. He recognized the prosecution of Flynn by the SCO was used as a means to, quote, get Trump. This vicious attack of the U.S. National Security Advisor to the POTUS by an illegitimate mob of Obama-Biden minions, robbed the president of his chosen, trusted, knowledgeable advisor, robbed the country of the benefits of General Flynn's vast expertise, and jeopardized the country's national security, and stomped on the founding principles of this nation. The criminal conduct and malfeasance of those entrusted with the power to enforce our laws trample the rights and lives of General Flynn, our entire family, and all Americans who cherish our Constitution, 
As our family's guardian angels of just, angel of justice, Sidney Powell has yelled to the rooftops, quote, there was no case against General Flynn, no crime, and the FBI and the prosecutors knew that, end quote. She has always been right, and now the proof has been laid bare for the world to see. General Flynn's investigation and prosecution were political evil concoctions and a total fraud on this country. The abject abuses of power of the Obama-Biden administration and those who deceived, lied, and conspired to destroy General Flynn and violate his rights must be held to account. He has been denied his liberty and freedom for four years. This must end. Judge Sullivan has one obligation. That obligation is to dismiss this case with prejudice immediately. The American people deserve to know the truth as to all the misconduct and the dishonest people culpable for their actions. General Flynn demands that the government unredact this exculpatory evidence. It is high time that Barack Obama and Joe Biden be held to account for leading their campaign of injustice against General Flynn, the president, and the American public, and the rule of law. That's really powerful words from General Flynn's family and absolutely true. Remember, they have suffered greatly they have lost a lot of money. General Flynn had to sell a house. I mean, this was massive. The The entire weight of the evil, corrupt swamp came down on this family. But they're, uh, they're good Irish stock, and they stood together, and they won. All right, folks, we're going to dive into some other things. So I hope that you've enjoyed this. Um, please feel free to share it, spread the word, subscribe if you like it, and I'll see you on the next one.